Don't confuse joy with happiness. A man may not even be saying anything, but he's joyful in his spirit. Why that joy is confidence in knowing that God is faithful. I'm going to come through this thing. Yes, it's tough right now, but I know, hey, I know who I believe in. Hallelujah. And I am persuaded. So then, you just maintain an even keel. And nobody can look at you and see what you're going through. I've said it before, you shouldn't look like what you're going through. I told you two preachers were talking, and this one asked, hey, man, how are things going? He said, under the circumstances, you know, we're doing pretty good. And then no one said, so what are you doing under there? He said, under the... So we're doing pretty good. He said, come out from under there. Maybe you'll have victory. This is life. This is life. He says, our fellowship is with the Father. But watch. This is what gets you. But you don't even know when you've been had. God looks at you. You are out of fellowship with him. But you are so concerned about being out of fellowship with somebody. And you'll even be praying about your relationship with somebody. And he's looking at you and wondering, are you crazy? You should have started with our own. Then when we renew our own, then we can worry about Susie or whatever his name is. Hallelujah. (laughs) Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm writing these things to you that your joy may be full. You can have all the material things and be miserable. Because joy is not material. You know, it's not in the material. Joy is in the presence of God. The glory resting on your own heart. You knowing who you are. You knowing that if you die tonight, that your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I was looking at a text today, and I was wondering, Jesus talking about what will happen when he comes. He said two men will be lying in the bed. One will be taken, this and that. When I looked at some of those things, many of them were things that happened at night. I said, well, knowing the geography and, the, and how the earth rotates around the sun and, and its own axis to get 24 hours, so that means then he must be talking about in the land of Israel, it will be at night. Because it cannot be night, you know, globally. Right now, China and Australia and all those people, they're already in the latter part of Wednesday. And we are still trying to end Tuesday. Some of them are 14 hours ahead, 21 hours ahead. So. That's one of the 
great revelations that uh, Fred Price gave to the world. He said that heaven is everywhere. Because no matter where you are, you are pointing up. So, but you can see that the earth is spherical. Some of us are on this side of it. Some of us are on the other side of it. Some of us are over here on the bottom. Some of us are on the top. But everybody's pointing up and says heaven. But if you're over here, when you point up, you're actually pointing this way. If you're in Australia, when you're pointing up, you're pointing straight down. So he said heaven is all around you. Hallelujah. You need a little science to, to understand the scriptures, eh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Heaven is everywhere, no matter what direction you point. Amen. God is everywhere at the same time. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let me, let me get to this punchline before the time runs away. He says, this then is the message, verse 5, which we have heard of him and declare unto you, one to go. Let's read together. That God is light. And hallelujah. In him is no darkness at all. I celebrate this word. He delivered me from the hands of Satan. And up till tomorrow. When disappointments come or things happen, I never look his way. I say, okay, it must be something I missed somewhere. I don't understand this, but I'm still going to worship him. <laughs> because your heart is the altar. Remember God told us that? He says, out of it are the issues of life. You can't let Satan get in there. Nothing will happen. You'll be praying and nobody will be listening to you. Because the answers to your prayers coming from that altar. You remember the word of God? The word of God says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly more than you can ask of it. He said, according the works in you. So he said, God's ability to produce miracles in your life is determined by what's happening in here. So if you tolerate anything contrary, you're done. When I'm telling you, keep your worship alive, I'm telling you, stay in the realm of the miraculous. Hey, glory to God. Stay in fire. Celebrate your God. Don't live in the mind. Satan will drive you into depression. That's what happens to many of you educated people. You think you're smart, but you're too smart for your own good. Life is not lived by the head. You live it by the spirit. Faith. I told you that C students end up being the most successful group of people in life. Why? They struggle to pass things. They struggle to get anything done. All you very smart people, you get an A. You get an A. And then you come out to real life. And the thing is looking at you. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Please. <laughs> now, now you're going to depression because life is tough. You don't work that fast. You can't 
can quickly solve it. You need patience. You need the bond of midnight oil. Glory to God. Mm. <laughs> That's why I told people years ago, I said, well, take your degrees to Kroger. I have a master's degree. I said, oh, okay. I did have, I, I, I have a master's degree too. But I was cleaning up. <laughs> I had a 4.0 GPA. And I was trying to go to Wall Street. And God said to me, now if you love me, as you said, then go, go, go to the church and serve me. And when I got there, he did not roll out the red carpet. I had these two guys smoking rifle. I didn't know what they were smoking. All I knew was how they were acting. <laughs> and I was supposed to submit to them. That's how I got here. And when I talk about it, you guys laugh. But when things happen, if you will laugh, and then when things happen, I see you follow my example, then I'll be rejoicing. But then when things happen, you start acting crazy. That means you didn't learn anything of what I've been teaching you. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Now, here is uh, an, another excellent example. Everything God is talking to us about recently, whether David is moving the ark or Uzzah dying or what happened with uh, Nahum and Abihu, sons of Aaron, and all those kinds of things. These are the Parts of God that this current church don't want to pay attention. And they wander off in the wilderness making noise. Year after year after year. How many times have I seen people boast about the things God will do? And nothing ever happens. And they're not willing to learn how to get past it. And they live and die. All right. So, bitterness comes from holding offenses and grudges over circumstances. Something happens. The Bible tells you, forgive, you have out against any. But you don't obey that. So you hold it. Then, okay, I don't want to get into the physical sciences. Okay, if you have done any chemistry or whatever, there's something called condensation nuclei. How many of you have ever heard of it? Okay, a few hands. Okay. You see, for clouds to form, it has to form around something. There must be dust particles for things to attach itself. Why is the space clear and is colder in space than it is down here? Because there's nothing that will absorb and radiate heat. Okay? So, watch. The same, you use the natural. So, that's the same way it is. Satan is always looking for a debris that you will let stay so things can gather up around it. So, when something happens, you don't let it go. Then here comes. Then another thing will happen. Then you add it to that one. Then another thing will happen. Then you. So before long, you, you are speaking in tongues, 
Some of us have 20 things. And we see you walking around, but we don't recognize that you are really a volcano about to, you know, explode. <clears throat> so, what happens? Over time, those things simmer down into your soul. And it becomes a root of bitterness. It's not bitterness, but root. And he told you in Hebrews 12, as we will read, he said, it springs up. Offense, if you look at the definition of offense, it says it's a trigger on a trap. Are you following this? All right, so <clears throat> one of the reasons I don't have those things troubling me is what I told you that I've never had to look back. Because when you are serving God and you roll with the punches, tomorrow is always greater. Amen. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just, how, how do you say, shouting and jiving? Uh -huh, whichever, whatever that thing is. You're <laughs> you just making noise. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> you have to actually do this. Because once you start looking back, Bitterness will get you. Now, look at Genesis 19, verse 26. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Okay, whose wife are we talking about? Lot's wife. So she looked back. I continue to explain these things because for most of us, either it's the principle of the thing or what you consider, you know, what do you expect me to do? That type of thing. But in the spirit, there are no exceptions. Watch now. Who in this room will say that they will do better than Lot's wife? Your children are back there. Your grandchildren are back there. And you are told that the condition for your deliverance is that you don't look back. Which one of you ladies in this room or those watching me by YouTube will pass that test? Even if you got problems with your kids, but them grandchildren, <laughs> this is where you hear people saying, well, what did the children do? Why wouldn't God make an exception? She said, don't look back. But she did. And she became. So, what have you become since you've been looking back? So now, we, we are, the glory is washing over your right. We are shouting and screaming. But where have you been looking? When things happen, don't you go back and bring in these, 
whatever. That's just like what happened at my old church. This and that and the other. And there you go. Now, I put in my notes, I said that bitterness await those who park. Because once you park, now you have time to entertain Satan. And he will come in with data. And you collect all these things. And then <laughs> your prayers don't get answered anymore. And you're thinking God is doing something to you. You don't know that it's what's in your spirit that's blocking the answer. He said it's according to the power that works in you. <laughs> Stop looking up thinking that the answers are coming from heaven. It's coming from inside of you. See, many of you don't believe that. He says, it's according to the power that's working in you. Why? Everything was finished already. You are asked to go and manifest it. And then when you allow Satan to mess up the engine that's producing it, then nothing will happen. It quits working. That's why every time you come to the altar to ask somebody to pray with you, the Holy Spirit will say, well, unforgiveness. Then some of you go, I'm so tired of hearing. (laughs) Forgive, you know, unforgiveness or this, that. You know, I need something. Just get get, get me what I need. Maybe nobody here has power. Yeah, right. (laughs) He told you that it's your heavenly father that will even arrange the tormentor. If you don't forgive. That's one of the things I rejoice over because a whole lot of things I saw that the church on the earth today believes is not in the Bible. It's made up stuff. That's what I found with marriage. That's what I found with these things about prayers answered, about all these things. People are teaching their stuff and saying it's what God said. And then when I started reading the Bible, I said, that's not what he said. Who told you that? He didn't say that. You all are saying that. Saying that he said. He didn't say that. He's telling you, you know, one time, you know, the you know, preachers in the faith movement didn't believe that God does anything but good ice cream and cake. There's nothing. I say, yeah, but who created evil? Who created Satan? You can't have this half-baked religion. Satan will attack and do things. It's not God that did it. But he was created for that purpose. He said your heavenly father will send you tormentors. Jesus said this. All right, except your heavenly father is the devil. (laughs) My God. I'm preaching a funeral tonight. (laughs) Come on, isn't our heavenly father the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? The father of our Lord Jesus Christ? He said he will send tormentors into your life until you forgive. 
That's why I said that unforgiveness is the second unpardonable sin. You see now, why did Lord's wife look back? Because it is natural, first of all, to look back. You're looking back. If your grandchildren are there, your children are there, that's tough not to look back. It's like somebody owing you money, and then you need money. Then you call them and say, man, I need my money. And they start telling you tales. And then just before you blow up, you hear, forgive. I just don't need to hear that right now. I need my <laughs> I need my money. You know? He said, forgive you have all against them. Look at this one that's even more challenging. Lot could not even look back to check on what happened to his wife. Because he looked back, then he too. So you take two pillars of salt. You were delivered from destruction. But then you come out here in the middle of the journey. The enemy convinces you that it's okay to hold your unforgiveness. Okay to look back. Okay. And then you end up being incarcerated. Salt. How many of you have ever cooked with salt fish. That thing is so salty. <laughs> you have to cook it and rinse it. Otherwise, it will take your tongue off. So when you are called a pillar of salt, it shows you the detriment of bitterness. The reason she became a pillar of salt is she disagreed with God about the judgment. But watch how these things happen. She did not deal with their failure as parents that you raised all your children in your house. When all the people that were raised in Abraham's house served God, you left in rebellion and lost all your children and your grandchildren because you disconnected from the man carrying the covenant. See how these things work? And your children don't turn out right. So when deliverance came for you because of Abraham that you rebelled against, they gave you a condition, knowing that you will not make it. You won't make it. Beloved, these biblical stories and examples are so powerful because they relate to the practicums of life today. Many of us have raised our children and gave them tennis shoes and PlayStation games and all of this and they died in your house. We developed children 
intellectually, but we don't develop them spiritually. Some develop their children spiritually and don't develop them intellectually. Man is three parts, and all three must be discipled into fruition. Lot could not boast of one son, one daughter. Nobody believed the word of the Lord. This is what pride produces, beloved, and it's so pervasive everywhere in our generation that we assume that we are what we are not. And we don't have true reverence in our hearts for those that God has chosen. And said, now put you, your head under there. Let your destiny flow from here. You will succeed in life. Everything will be blessed. You will make it into eternal life. No. We always are trying to reach the apex. We are always trying to be equals. And pride wastes us. From the day Lot departed from Abraham till the day Lot died. Bad news. Hmm? That even <clears throat> the two daughters, the Bible didn't even indicate that the two daughters escaped with him, but obviously they did. And they didn't look back either to check on their mama. But then Satan jumped into them to contrive this thing where they conceived by their father and birthed the enemies of God. Bad news all around. Hey. I don't know why we don't see these things. And every generation comes and makes the same mistakes. We're praying all night and think that will circumvent spiritual laws. You can't just go to sleep. Submit to authority that God has placed over you. You pray 30 minutes, everything is solved. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Lord just kept going down, 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 down until he lost everything. Had he just humbled himself and told his herdsmen to humble themselves, he would have stayed under the blessing for the duration. And all this chaos that came out of him would not have happened. Are you in the wilderness? Are you wandering around bitter and angry about things that may have happened in church? People talk about church hurt. I said, there's no church hurt. All you have are hurt <laughs> people full of pride, who refuse to submit to authority. So when you correct them, it's a hurt. Any little thing that happened, you are not able to release things to God and live. You build a mountain out of a molehill, monuments out of nothing. And we wander around from church to church. Don't let what happened to Lot happen to you. The voice of resurrection is sent to save you from these devils. They're always seducing all of us and trying to get us out of the way. May God help you in Jesus' mighty name. Call today, 770-994-3777. They'll pray with you. Miracles will happen. Sit down and write to me, P.O. Box 251, Union City, Georgia, 30291. Put your seat in the ground. You have all these excellent facilities, whether it's Zelle or online or Cash App or you sent a check through the mail. We will receive your seed and God, the God of resurrection house for all nations, will bless and strengthen you. And we will rejoice at your testimony when your miracle breaks. Amen. I believe we fed you this week. You should thank God by sending an offering. You should put a seed in the ground to bless your life and make your breakthrough permanent. God bless you Sunday morning, 10 a.m. We worship until... 
We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Also, bye-bye. Receive in Jesus' name.